Come see what new and exciting options there are. Carpet Design also offers a large selection of discounted in-stock flooring. Free estimates, 643 Riverside Street. Carpet Design. Do you ever use words that you don't know the meaning of just to make yourself sound more photosynthesis? Well, at the Health Nut, you don't have to sound all that smart to feel better about yourself. You can do that at the Healthy Soup, Salad, Sandwich, and Smoothie Bar. And aisle after aisle of healthy supplements to keep you sharp as a centroid. In an organic grocery store that is just as smart. The Health Nut on Sheridan's 5th Street, where you will always leave feeling calculus. Having your own business can be overwhelming. Parker Mellinger can make your life easier with our payroll preparation, accounting, and tax services. Our fixed price agreement is set according to your needs and features unlimited phone calls and meetings for one monthly fee. Choose only the services you need and we will tailor them to fit your business. Call today to see how we can provide you with cost-effective solutions. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. Dolly Bellis with Buffalo Realty has just the property you've been looking for. Let's talk about 23 Black Mountain Drive in Dayton. This is a very spacious five-bedroom, three-bathroom home with an office-slash-bonus room featuring a new stove, dishwasher, and microwave. Not only that, but we're talking new landscaping and fencing as well. Throw in an attached two-car garage and mountain views that'll steal this deal for you. Call Buffalo Realty and ask for Dolly Bellis, about 23 Black Mountain Drive in Dayton. We're heating things up this month at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Today through Friday, February 25th, we're giving away $200 in gift cards each day. A total of $2,000 in gift cards this month. So come in and register today. In fact, you can come in and register every day. No purchase necessary. You can't win if you don't sign up. We're giving away $2,000 in gift cards at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Sign up today at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. It's Sheridan Wild Winter Rodeo Week. Come on, Sheridan. Let's get ready to catch all the exciting action of Ski Joy this coming Saturday at the fairgrounds. The snow's great. The weather's great. And best of all, Ski Joy at the fairgrounds is free. That's right. Free admission. Bring the family and all your friends and neighbors to catch the exciting action of horse pulling skier. Now, if you can't make the event, you can watch all the live action on SheridanMedia.com as we bring you a live video web stream. Our live video web stream is sponsored in part by ERA Carroll Realty, Delta Roofing, 307 Pro Foam, JP Handyman, Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, Ecoblast to the Bighorns. Catch all the exciting action of ski drawing in person or watch it on SheridanMedia.com this Saturday beginning around 9 a.m. to all your friends around the world. It's Sheridan Wild Winter Rodeo Week. And special thanks to Sheridan Travel and Tourism and the Sheridan Wild Rodeo Board. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I am back in the studio. Now, the roads are slick. If you're headed anywhere on the interstate or the highways, please leave earlier, drive slower, and use caution. Remember, uh, during my conversation 
with Wyoming Highway Patrol Lieutenant Eric Jorgensen when they change those speeds on the digital speed markers. They're not suggestions. You can get a ticket if you're going 55 and a 45 after they change that. So just make sure that you're taking your time to get where you need to be. Uh, my wife and I actually ended up seeing a truck that had just recently rolled over on our way over here today. So please use caution. With me in the studio this morning are Sheridan County Commissioners Nick Sill and Alan Thompson. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, Floyd. <laughs> been a while since I've seen you, sir. How are you? I, I'm well, thank you. Uh, it's it, been a little while. Yeah, things are, things are a little different now. They uh, are. Yes, they are. Yes. <laughs> the winds have changed. <laughs> now, how have you been faring the weather, uh, uh, Commissioner Siddle? Well, you know, um, Tuesday morning, it was uh, an adventure. out. I live out on Soldier Creek and Got up in the morning and plowed the driveway and went back to the house and looked back out and told my wife, I said, you know, here's what I'm telling you is we're not going anywhere today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because if we leave, we're not going to get back home. And that's the situation. And, and she also works at the courthouse. And, and then of course we ended up making the decision to close the courthouse at noon that day anyway, for the safety of our employees to get home and for the safety of the community, because people just shouldn't be out in that weather and our, the road and bridge was having a real time trying to keep the roads open that day. And, and, you know, once in a while, once in a while, it's just smart to hunker down and, and wait it out. You know, that's part of living in Wyoming. I think you just accept the fact that this is going to happen every now and then. That's yeah. right. Make sure that you've got uh, some extra cans of soup in the old cupboard <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe an extra loaf of bread because you might be here for upwards of three days, right? Right. Uh, Commissioner Thompson, how about you? How have you been fair in the weather? Um, you know, I, I got a feeling that it was going to be one of those winters, so I started early by pushing that snow as far as I could into my yard out of my driveway, and uh, it's worked out so well. It's worked out well for me uh, so far, so I'm keeping up with it at the house, and as long as the wind isn't blowing, I can get out there and get it plowed and um, live close enough to a county road that um, I don't usually have any issues getting out of the subdivision. It's just trying to get my cars into the driveway and into the garage that are my struggles. Yeah. <laughs> I wake up in the morning, uh, and the first thing I do is roll over, grab the phone, check the roads. <clears throat> and yesterday, uh, I don't. I think my wife opened her eyes for probably a total of five seconds as I shook her, and I said, the roads are closed, and she just took that blanket, put it up over top of her head, <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> She's like, great, yeah, all right, wake know, me up later. Fine. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Positive thing, we have plenty of firewood at our house, so we're just, you know, sit and watch the fire. And and we, my wife and I did the old back to the basics. We got out a jigsaw puzzle on Tuesday. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. back Everyone to the old the, days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my wife has a very particular game that she really enjoys. She taught it to me and it's called Carcassonne and it's basically just a land grab game and uh, we'll bust that out every once in a while. You know, it's fun to just kind of do that kind of stuff every now and then. Mm -hmm. Now, um, there's a lot of country roads out there. Have the plow drivers been doing with these long hours? You know, I got to say that we have, we have an outstanding road and bridge department. Those guys are out there on the weekends. They're out there at night. They're out there early in the morning. We did on uh, Tuesday, finally, mid-afternoon, they just decided that they just couldn't plow anymore because it was a whiteout and they couldn't see. Yeah. And it wasn't safe for them, and it wasn't safe if they were to hit somebody who was stuck in the road or whatever. And so 
they just had to quit as long as that wind was blowing 40 miles an hour out there and snowing. They couldn't see to plow anymore. So we just had, we put out an advisement to, and uh, then first thing yesterday morning, they were back out and, and I see this morning they were out there. Now they're widening them the best they can. And in preparation, it looks like we're getting it again Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. right. now, it, it never quits this it, time of I'll year. I'll tell you, it, February always was kind of the worst in my memory as a child, you know, because my birthday hit in January, so I knew the big winter month was coming. And uh, this is usually the month my father was building up on that snow hill that we always had out there that the kids like to play on. And I'll, I'll say, you know, Tuesday afternoon, we ended up making it to the house safely. Um, and even though the snow had stopped falling from the sky, it was still blowing around out there so badly that uh, we'd take the dogs out, come back in, look like you'd been outside for 45, 50 minutes. <laughs> you know, it was pretty nasty out there. Right. Now, when preparing a budget, do you account for a possible long or heavy winter by placing kind of a contingency amount or a just-in-case amount of funds into the road and bridge budget uh, when you're getting that done, just in case uh, this extends a little bit farther than we need and we need a little more fuel than originally anticipated? You know, I, yeah, we, we certainly uh, prepare for worst-case scenarios and what could happen. And obviously this year <clears throat> we're in a really extreme situation because, you know, the price of diesel is – probably a dollar a gallon more this year than yeah. it's been in the past and and uh but yeah we we have a contingency fund and and we make sure we're not going to scrimp on on uh plowing the snow because everybody depends on it and and we can't we just can't say no we're not going to plow the snow so we'll we'll make it work and we make the budget work for it and that kind of leads me right you know, you answered my other question on that as well, which is how has inflation affected that department? I would think that probably the sheriff's office and uh, uh, the road and bridge cop probably got hit hardest with that. Oh, no question. We we allocated about when we were doing budgets, and of course, realize our budgets are done. So we do our budgets in the spring because we're on a fiscal year from the middle of the year, and. And it's hard to predict what the price of fuel is going to do, but we knew the price of fuel was going to go up, and we allocated about twenty percent more for the fuel budget for the for the road and bridge and for the sheriff's department last year. I believe Alan won that around twenty twenty five percent increase in the fuel budget that we allocated. Yeah, and it, and, and had been fluctuating for the you know the, the previous right. years because it went down pretty substantially in two thousand twenty. Um, but then you get through the, the year and prices start to go up and you just keep an eye as your department heads or elected officials, you know, keep an eye on that budget line item and see where you're at. And if needed, um, talk to the commissioners about, um, you know, ex expanding that um, budget line item out a little bit and then making sure that you're budgeting correctly based on past performance, you know, going forward. But so, I assure you, though, we're never going to scrimp on public safety. We're going to keep plowing the roads. We're going to keep sheriffs on patrol. And we'll we'll make the budget work some way, shape, or form if we have to to cut down on some other services or whatever because that's very important. Absolutely, I, I would I would assume I haven't uh, sat down uh, with the county's budget, uh, uh, but I would assume that maybe the sheriff's department detention uh, kind of falls underneath there as well. They're two separate budgets, but yeah, they're 
they're both um, run by the sheriff. And and Road and Bridge are probably at least in the top three of expenditures for the county, correct? Absolutely. Well, one the sheriff's office, is sheriff's office number is number one, one is by yeah. a long yeah. ways. Yeah. yeah, including detention. Yeah, and then and then Road and Bridge is next. Yeah. Well, besides the totals of salaries of the of the county, but right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I would I would think that uh, you know with uh, the amount of time out there on that road. Uh, that needs to be done by road and bridge doing their job and by the sheriff's department doing theirs. A lot of, a lot of fuel gets spent through there. Well, and so and obviously as soon as winter's over and we're not plowing snow, then we're grading roads to smooth them up and, yeah. and treating them with magnesium chloride and getting them ready for the summer. So it's yeah. one of those situations that just never stops. No. You know, when uh, you have gravel roads, they require a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, boy, when, when they don't get worked on, you know it. <laughs> Everyone in the truck ring. can feel and it, our right? Now, Commissioner Thompson, it's—I I, I will admit—it's a little difficult for me. My brain is still entering in transition, uh, wanting to call you sheriff. Uh, but uh, I want to congratulate you on the election. You and I haven't gotten a chance to see each other since then. Uh, but uh, so, how does it feel to be sitting on the other side of the desk? Um, you know. It, it, it felt like a natural transition at the time, but, you know, um, actually sitting behind the desk now in the courthouse and as a county commissioner, um, it has been a little bit different. Uh, um, you know, there's there's a lot of aspects of, of this job that I thought I understood from the outside looking in that you really can't understand until you've been there. Um, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things going on. And, um, you know, I kind of thought that it would be more of a uh, Monday through Friday kind of thing, yeah. uh, a little bit of w- evenings, but it's really just another 24-7, 365 days a year job. You know, it really is, um, which is good. Um, you know, uh, um, it's a great opportunity to further serve the community and, and keep in touch with the people that you built relationships with over the years, you know, um, you know, get to see um, Levi succeeding in his position now yeah. at the sheriff's office and, um, you know, getting to know the other departments and offices in the county level more um you know it's kind of that um more involvement rather than just a sheriff's office related involvement it's you know um getting to know them and understand their budgets understand their needs get to know their staff um which is still a work in progress for me i'm a month and a half into it and i haven't um met with as nearly as many um departments and offices as i'd hoped to by this time frame but um but that's good it's been a great great transition and and to think uh you know you're here thinking to yourself well man i thought i would be a little bit farther when it comes to sitting and meeting with these individuals right and you already in a way had a leg up um you knew a lot of department heads and and had had conversations with them in regard to that Mm -hmm. now let's let's go back to the beginning going from sheriff an esteemed career something that you had done uh, your whole life, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. What was it that sparked that transition where you were sitting there maybe with your family, your wife, and you're having that conversation and you made that decision? I'm, I'm going to run for commission. What was it that really pushed you over that edge? Well, it started with um, making sure that I was done with a law enforcement career. So um, there were some things that I, um, you know, I was, I was, you know, on the tail end of a 20 year career when I took over as sheriff. So, um, that had been in my mind beforehand. And, um, looking back at the five years that I was sheriff, I wanted to make sure that I had accomplished at least most of the things, um, that were 
the the goals for me at the time. Um, a lot of that had to do with leadership development within the office and a uh, um, little bit of capital improvement down there. And, and it looked like we had gotten the ball rolling in that direction pretty well. And it was a good time to step away with, um, you know, a, a younger face or a new face uh, looking at what the next step is. Um, and so I, I come to that decision. And so then you're, you're looking at, you know, what to do afterwards. And, um, you know, I, I just always had an interest in government and government service. I have actually worked for the government since I was 17 years old and one faster than another military service into law enforcement service. Um, so it wasn't a real big leap. Um, I kind of seen it from the outside looking in and, um, I just wanted to continue to help make a difference in Sheridan. And, you know, we're, we're going into that, um, time frame where property taxes are starting to hurt. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about how I can best serve the people that need the help the most. So, and as our, our former sheriff, what advantages did you have heading in that, uh, maybe others didn't, was it just that experience of knowing the nuances of government work or knowing maybe the speed at which it happens? Uh, that's one thing that I hear about a lot from newly elected yeah, officials. Right. So, you know, they're like, wow, I thought this would move a lot faster. <laughs> right. Because uh, it is yeah. a slow process. It is, right. You know, and, um, you know at, at first I thought it was because um, just having worked with or around um, the, the, the different players in both state, municipal, and, and county government, I would – kind of have that experience of knowing the players. Um, but, um, more so than that, I think, um, understanding statute and understanding the actual role of the commissioner, um, you know, during the campaign season, there was a lot of questions about, um, things that I could do and, you know, or asks of me as a candidate and as a, hopefully a commissioner later on, can you do this, that, or the other? And I would explain that, you know, statute, um, really limits the power of a County commissioner. And I think what I what probably helped me the most in the campaign season was understanding what those limitations were and, and understanding what the authority was and be able to explain that to the electorate. Absolutely. I, I think uh, there's a lot of individuals out there uh, who really know exactly what certain aspects of the government do. Mm. The general member of the public probably hasn't sat down and really researched, well, what are they allowed to do and not allowed to do? Right. And there is a big difference. And, and, and rightfully so, uh, you know, having that oversight, those statutes that mm. uh, keep control of that situation. Uh, I've got a quick commercial break, but uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more with our Sheridan County Commissioners. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Hawks Junior Hockey Club is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Wrap Plumbing and Heating can handle any job you have, big or small. From new construction to a pesky leaking toilet, the professionals at Wrap Plumbing and Heating are here to assist you. Drippy faucet? Sure. 
New shower hardware, no problem. Plumbing an entire new house, for sure. Clogs that need snaked, oh yeah. Rap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rap at 429-1196. Learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, and living to serve. This is the motto of future farmers of America. Help them celebrate their National FFA Week, February 18th through the 25th. And learn more about FFA from the center pullout section of the February 21st Country Bounty. This year's FFA pullout is proudly sponsored by ERA Carroll Realty, Heartland Kubota, Truebill Builders, First Federal Bank and Trust, Range, and Black Tooth Large Animal Services. Was one of your New Year's resolutions to take better care of your car? It all starts with maintenance, and Midas Tire and Auto is here to help you start the new year off right. Midas has money-saving offers on what it takes to keep your vehicle running smoothly. From oil changes to fluid changes and any needed repairs, make your car last longer by following the maintenance schedule in your owner's manual. Midas size your vehicle now and save an extra 15% till the end of the month. Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. The Sports Stop and Foot of the Bighorns would like to welcome Sheridan Wyo back to town. Enjoy all the fun activities Winter Rodeo brings and be sure to shop historic downtown Sheridan over the weekend. The Sports Stop and Foot of the Bighorns Winter Clearance Sale is currently underway. That's right, it's a sale. And February 17th and 18th, sale items will be at their lowest yet. Get on in for 20 to 60% off some really great stuff. You won't want to miss out. The Sports Stop and Foot of the Bighorns Winter Clearance, downtown Sheridan. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. With me in the studio this morning are Sheridan County Commissioners Nick Siddle and Alan Thompson. We've been talking to them regarding the weather outside, talking a little bit about the the campaign and the differences from uh, being a sheriff, as uh, Commissioner Thompson was, over to being a commissioner and what that difference uh, is like and, and why he ran. Now, speaking of government, the commission recently went to Cheyenne. What was it that you did when you were down there? Well, we did a wide variety of things, um, Floyd, while we were down there, but uh, but we always meet during the legislature so that we can take a look at some of that stuff. The one thing that is really, I think, probably unique to being from Wyoming, every one of our nationally elected officials came and met with us. The Both of our U.S. senators and our U.S. representative all came and met with the commissioners, and every state elected official also came and met with us. So from the governor, secretary of state, um, attorney, every one of them, every one of them, superintendent of public instruction, all five state elected officials, all three nationally elected officials showed up. And I bet there's not very many states when they have a state county commissioner's meeting that they do that. And, and, and then truthfully, most of them know most of the people by name, you know, yeah. you're, you're in a, you're in a state where that's just kind of expected and, and it's really good. And then, and then what, what we do, the, the, probably the main crux of what the county commissioners do is take a look at the bills that are proposed at the time and which ones affect the counties the most. And then we visit about all those bills 
and I happen to be on the, the review committee for the bills. I'm the committee chairman for transportation and veteran affairs for the state commissioners association. We review the bills and then we give them either a, that we support them or we oppose them, or we just want to monitor them and watch them and see where they go so that our people in Cheyenne and, and our commissioners, a lot of times commissioners go spend a week down there and work so that we know where we want to stand and how we want to, how we want to feel about the bills and, and get the good points out so we can, the one thing that you really need to do if you're going to talk to a legislator about a bill is be educated on it and know what you're talking about before you, you can't just call them and say, I want you to support bill, blah, blah. And they go, why? Uh, well, cause that's what, you know, Yeah, yeah. You, need to, you need to be educated on it and know what you're talking about. So that's the biggest thing that, that we probably do there. But the other thing that's really important is, is meeting the other commissioners from around the state and, and discussing issues, how you do them, how other counties take care of their issues as well. And that's pretty important. Absolutely. And there's a lot of legalese in these things. Uh, uh, and if people don't know what that is, it's kind of the slang term for the legal writing and language used within law. And that's essentially what's happening. We're writing new laws. And so sitting down, I can remember the first time I sat down with a stack of bills. I just opened Google. I don't know how many definitions I looked up that day, but it was quite a bit. You know, Back when I was in college, I always had a thesaurus and a, a, a dictionary next to me everywhere that I went because I'm not afraid to say, I don't know what that word means. Let's let's really examine this. But when it comes to law, it, that word can change. It's the philosophy. It's the meaning taking from laws. You really got to uh, understand that. And I think in, the only reason I bring that up is because sometimes they'll rewrite something saying, you know, something different or you think it says something different, but they've only made it stronger. Right. Now, when it comes to a lot of these bills, yesterday... Governor Mark Gordon signed the first bill from this year's legislative session. Uh, that's Senate File 23, the Court Supervised Treatments Program Act. This bill transfers responsibility and oversight of court supervised treatment programs from the Wyoming Department of Health to the Wyoming Supreme Court. Uh, Commissioner uh, Thompson and I wrote Alan here, as you can say. I just, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know how this will change? the drug treatments or drug court going forward because on on the surface this doesn't look like it's going to do too much but i i I think it will maybe even strengthen those programs what do you think right so um i I saw that bill come across the um, legislative website early in the session and the first thing i did was got a hold of dan lindley with the sheridan county justice office and asked him his opinion on it and um you know he confirmed my thought and looking through it it looks you know um like it won't really affect what occurs on the county level locally. And he, he said that, yeah, he um, had no opposition to it. Um, looked like it kind of made sense in some aspects that, uh, you know, it, probation type of programs have historically been under, um, you know, the executive branch and, and um, probation and parole and, you know, the corrections and things like that. But these local treatment courts across the state of Wyoming um, kind of are a grassroots type of effort. They're a little bit different in each county and the service that they provide might be a little bit different. Funding streams are a little bit different. 
Um, they've kind of wrangled them all under the Department of Health over the years. And um, but those um, they call them the justice office here. They, they operate kind of in a courtroom type of setting. So to me, from the outside looking in, it appears that it just makes it stronger and aligns it with um, the judicial branch, which is the, um, you know, the, the part where they're kind of acting like and through their processes, they're in the courtroom and they have judges and um, it's intensive, you know, supervised probation. So, um, so it, it appears that, um, you know, the, the bill itself is pretty long. There's a lot of uh, um, rewording in several different statutes as it goes across, um, you know, all the uh, responsibilities under the Department of Health. And it just moves it over to the judicial branch and um, makes it, I, I would say, stronger. Um, and it doesn't look to affect anything uh, negatively on the local level. You know, I could see why the initial programs themselves fell under the Wyoming Department of Health. This is recovery we're trying to talk about. Or this is, you know, drug programs. It's right. a health issue. Sure. But at the same time, I can see why they moved it uh, over to the judicial branch. Uh, kind of like uh, a sense of more oversight uh, legally. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps. And uh, I, I'm just going to be curious as to see how this, if this affects anything right. going forward. Now, uh, Commissioner Siddle, what legislation is the Sheridan County Commission really paying attention to right now? Well, you know, we've we've looked at several different things. One thing that that I worked really hard on as, as a transportation chair for for the Commissioner's Association, we have a program in Wyoming called WildLink, which links all the law enforcement and the YDOT and the towers. And, and so all of the communications across the whole state are bonded to WildLink. And and uh, there's been money put into it to build towers. There was never a, a budget, per se, to continue it, to upgrade, to, uh, to do all the maintenance on the towers. And so we were able to work hard at getting a uh, amendment put into the budget to actually fund Wyolink into the future at $8 million a year. And, and so that will ensure that going forward. And then we know what kind of radios we need to buy that we can link to them. And, and so that was pretty important. And, and that did get put in in terms of a budget amendment that got attached to the budget. So that helps. Um, you know, the other things we're watching really closely, we believe really strongly, and you and I talked about this before, that we have great election integrity in Sheridan. And so we're watching anything that they do at the legislature to toy with toy with elections because it certainly affects our county clerk's office, our elections department, and what we do. And we believe really strongly that that we have really good elections in Sheridan County and we don't have any real issues to deal with. And we don't want somebody to create some issues if they're not there. Accidentally and, punch a hole and, while they're trying yeah, to fill another. And then, and then obviously, the other thing that, that we're certainly looking at, and there's a plethora of property tax bills out there this year, um, and, and certainly that affects everybody from the city level, county level, all the way up to the state level on, on what will happen with property taxes. I got to take a quick commercial break. We're going to talk further on that issue. When we come back, we'll have more with our Sheridan County Commissioners. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. The Sheridan Hawks Junior Hockey Club is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. At Sheridan Funeral Home, we are very proud of what we do and promise that we will take care of your loved ones with the respect and dignity that we would want for our own loved ones. We respect all faiths, creeds, and customs. To us, this is a service and a ministry to our friends and community members and a passion that we have to be there when you need us. Visit SheridanFuneral.com or call Kimberly or Carrie at 307-683-9200. Sheridan Funeral Home and Cremations, compassionate service for the Sheridan community. You know, back in the day, eggs and toilet paper were so plentiful that we used to throw them at the homes of our enemies. And the same goes today for your 4 before side-by-side and snowmobile. They're no longer able to be tuned up by you or fixed by you. And if you do do it, you won't do it right. Enter Hando Service Center, where if you can't get your machine into the shop, Joel will come and get it, fix it up, tune it up, and bring it back easy-peasy, non-greasy. Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. Hi, this is Jill Bates with the Best Real Estate Team. After the December snow and sub-zero temperatures, our New Year weather gets us thinking about spring. It's never too early to start thinking about and prepping to list your home. And there's no team better than the Bates Team at Best to help you get your home listed and sold. You are our top priority. Call today at 675-BEST, that's 675-BEST, or go online at bestwy.net. Make it a great day. Proudly brokered by EXP. Dan Marshall here with Captain Clean. Your heating and cooling system are the lungs of your home or business, taking air in and breathing it out, directly affecting your indoor air quality. Normal day-to-day activity generates lots of contaminants and air pollutants such as dander, dust, and chemicals. Call today for your free HVAC cleaning estimate. It's 100% free, and nobody has the equipment or expertise to clean HVAC like we do. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. With me this morning in the studio are Sheridan County Commissioners Nick Siddle and Alan Thompson. We've been discussing uh, bills head up there to legislative during the session, how those will affect us here on in the county. Uh, to include some dealing with our drug courts, others dealing with property tax. Now, uh, just to kind of return to these Commissioners Siddle, uh, why is there such a debate, in your opinion or from your knowledge, such a debate going on in legislature in regards to these property tax bills? Uh, I mean, it would be, on the surface, very simple to just say, lower taxes. Well, that's very simple, but 
remember that we were also just talking about how much more diesel costs and how it co- how much it costs us to plow the roads and and how much it costs us and so obviously if you lower taxes you lower revenue you lower revenue you're going to have to lower some services somewhere yeah. that's that's currently going on and and certainly I mean I think that there's I thought initially there are ways to do it the legislature has not agreed on something um it seemed to me as simple as as you know putting a cap on how much your taxes could actually expand or doing some different things it appears that a bill is may get through that is going to actually fund a study to talk about acquisition based taxes oh wow um that 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 and it's just a study bill it's not saying that we would go to that um, but the deal on every time you look at the different models to lower taxes, what you have to do is look at how much funding is lost and realize that a lot of our property tax funding goes to the schools. And, right. and so obviously most of us are, are not in favor of giving the schools a big old hit on their income, you know? So somebody said, so you're okay with that? Do you hate kids? And it's like, no, <laughs> what yeah, the heck? No, yeah. No, I don't hate kids, you know? So Anyway, it's a cost and effect, and and uh, none of us like to pay our property taxes, and especially the hit we've taken, like in the last year, yeah. the amount that double digits. Up, as as we know, the the amount our values of our properties went way up, and that hurts. Yeah. And you know, in a time when we're all wanting to pay teachers more, mm-hmm. um, you know, this this of course is going to be the debate, and and it should be. Debate is good debate is what's intended uh, so that we can all try to come to the resolution together now uh has there been any more talk to your knowledge on direct distributions um i'll admit i've kind of fell behind on this after i heard uh senator kinsky told me you know hey don't worry we're not going after it this year no one's talked about going after direct distributions they've even had discussions kind of hushed in the hallways uh, nothing solid to my knowledge, maybe kicking some more funds into it. Uh, but that was weeks ago. Where are we at now? There's, there has been some money added in and I, I'm thinking it was in the 22 to $26 million range. And right now that bill is put back on the desk in the, in the Senate and the Senate has to bring it out. Well, they don't have to, but they will bring it out. And the Commissioner Association is watching very closely to see when it's brought out. We hope it's not at the very last minute, that there's still some time for discussion on it. But it appears as if direct distribution will probably increase, um, you know, maybe about 20% over what it had been before, which is really important to, you know, it helps the city, it helps the county, but the people that it helps the most are, Dayton, Ranchester, Claremont, these small communities who depend on that as being the major part of their budget. And you know, that's something that I talk about a lot, but it is something that I would love people to just drive into their brain. How much these smaller communities really do depend on that direct distribution to to get work done. Uh, You know, they're not out there wasting those funds. Right. I mean, $100,000 to Claremont is a boatload of money. Yeah. You know, where to the county, it's... It's a hit one way or the other, but to a community like Claremont, Dayton, Ranchester, I mean, that's a lot of their budget. And so important 
to our smaller municipalities out there. It, it, and every time, uh, well, I can't say every time now, but a lot of the time, uh, you know, that's looked at with leery eyes down, mm-hmm. down uh, in those chambers. Um, now, switching gears, speaking of taxes, the general purpose excise tax levied on sales with the exception of food. This money raised from the GPEC goes to pay for projects that may otherwise not be funded by the county. Commissioners, you've met and uh, reviewed and interviewed all the applications for GPET tax funds. What are your initial thoughts? Uh, do we have any decisions made as of yet? Go ahead, Alan. Well, um, you know, we haven't made any decisions. It's going to be part of our budgeting process over the next several months. Um, so, you know, when we put the budget together um, for the July 1 deadline, it'll be part of that process. Um, so we did get a chance to listen to the applicants um, and, uh, you know, what I what I took the most out of it was just getting an opportunity to listen firsthand to all the great things that all these entities are doing across the county. Um, and, and really the, um, you know, we're obviously not the sole source of income for these entities. Um, we're just a piece of that puzzle should they be awarded um, this 1%. And, and really the philanthropy and the hard work that these organizations um, take advantage of and get and get done in our community um, are, are just phenomenal Absolutely. for um, quality of life in Sheridan County. It's I think it's really what makes it a great place to live. So, you know, I applaud all those organizations for doing the hard work day in and day out. And uh, hopefully it plays out well for all of us um, and, and we can, you know, help them provide that service. You know, I'll admit that that's one huge advantage to my job. I'm a lucky guy. I get to sit here and talk to a lot of great people right. doing things like sure. that and, and getting to know these fantastic 501c3s and these organizations that are goodwilled people, you know, planting Same trees. Over a period of two days, we listened at 15-minute intervals to, I believe, weren't there 32 or 33 applicants that wow. came through the mm-hmm. door and, and you know, had we already had access to their applications and knew what they were doing. But, I mean, just to put a face to them and, and have them actually tell their story, really. You know, you wish you could give them all double what you are giving them. Right. Because it's just, there. there's nobody that is wasting that money. It's all being spent so well. And that has got to be such a difficult process. Uh, I know budgeting is difficult anyway, uh, because you do. You sit back there and you think, gosh, I wish I could give Road and Bridge more. I wish I could give the Sheriff's Department more. I wish I could give these guys what they need uh, and and then we go to the GPET, and and you feel that sometimes they may need it even more, but at the same time, there's so many great organizations out there. We got to start divvying it out. Now, you know, Commissioner Siddle, those discussions are they are they impassioned? Are are do you notice that maybe? Uh, some commissioners just have a particular 501c3 that they feel, you know, maybe maybe they don't, maybe they're not. You know, I think I think fairness is very important to us all, but, I mean, we all have, there's certain things probably that all of us are involved in and help with more than others. And, and yeah, you're very passionate about it, but but nonetheless, I mean, every organization out there is, is I think, seen with fair and equal eyes through us and and. And fortunately, I mean, we have a, we'll be able to fund most of them to at least a pretty good percentage of what they're wanting. That's so, great. That's yeah. great to hear. Yeah. Especially in this day and age with inflation. And uh, some of those 
501c3s, you know, do operate uh, like motor vehicles. And so fuel is an issue for them as they go forward. Now, did we... is, is the amount of applications, you said, uh, what, 30 to 32, is that an increase from years previous, or is that about average? We only had two new ones this year who hadn't applied in the past at all. We had two new organizations apply, and I'm not aware of any that went away from the past. But anyway, so we had two new ones, and uh, and I think everybody, most of the people are pretty realistic in their asks and and just really try and justify what they need. Have any of the organizations, have you seen that monetary amount slowly climb since you've sat on the commission? Sure. And, and like you have. Yeah, sure. I mean, we all, and, and I made this statement when we were doing it, there isn't anybody coming in and saying, oh, man, we'd like a whole lot less money. Yeah. Because <laughs> our, our expenses went way down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's just not happening today. In your budget or mine either. So, wow, could you imagine you know, your reaction I mean, if someone did? You yeah. know? <laughs> well, we, we don't really gonna... need your money this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, thanks, though. <laughs> right. Just wanted to yeah. come say hi. Yeah. 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 It, it would be great to think that uh, these organizations uh, could get by on the amount of grants, but, you know, in this day and age, uh, with all the federal spending that has been cut, and, and uh, you know, I know one organization, she had her federal and her state, cut and and she's got to try and get by on a shoestring budget and it just feels like everyone from the kitchen table all the way up to the high high house itself we're all having to try and tighten those belts and get by on what we've got uh now switching around um can you tell us about the opening on the county parks and recreation board uh you and i have spoken extensively about board service Mm -hmm. um and I like to see people sit on boards who do more than just sit on boards. Correct. So we just we have a new an opening right now on our county parks and rec board, and it's an unexpired term. Um, great guy in our community, Seth Olmstead with the rec department has taken another job and is moving away, and he was on our county park and recs board. So there, his term will run from April first through June thirtieth, twenty twenty four. So. And then it would have, you'd have the opportunity to reapply after that for another term if you'd like to. But um, so we're looking to replace Seth. The uh, applications will close, um, I believe, the end of March, and we'll appoint that person. And and actually, it says February 28th. I stand corrected there. So if you want to apply, uh, get an application off of our website and a cover letter and get it turned into the county commissioner's office and and uh, we will appoint a new person to that Parks and Rec board. A great way to get involved in your community. Absolutely. Serve on boards. Uh, you know, it puts you in a position where you've got to make some tough decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great for everybody uh, to at least, you know, sit on a board once in your life and kind of see how this process has to has to go through. As we were talking earlier, uh, Commissioner, you know, when it comes to government work, yeah, I know the speed of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah. it's not a fast process. Uh, I've got, only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, just wanted to ask you, are you excited about the Winter Wild Rodeo Weekend coming up? Absolutely. It's going to be a great time. One thing we don't have an issue with this year, we got plenty of snow. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> but it looks like Saturday, the weather is going to be perfect for it in the 30s. And, and it's going to be a beautiful day. And remember that we've moved it up to the fairgrounds this year. So... 
come to the fairgrounds and enjoy the winter rodeo. It'll be a great time. Commissioner, uh, or, Commissioner Thompson. Yes, yeah, so I'm excited that I'm not traveling for hockey this weekend. So I'll be able to be here for the Wild Rodeo, Winter Rodeo, and take advantage of watching the ski joring. Watched it as a kid growing up in uh, southern Montana, up in Red Lodge. And, you know, it's a uh, um, you know, good experience to see that going on, especially one of those, in our community. One of those risky sports, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've, we've got a few. And, and I understand, you know, some people are like, oh, that's dangerous. But, you know, sometimes you just got to live on the edge a little bit. And nobody's uh, forcing them. To nobody's do forcing you to do it. Go <laughs> yeah. out there, have a little bit of risky fun. You That's, know? Right. Yeah. Uh, That's right. Now, uh, Commissioner, if anybody out there has been sitting around kind of hee-hawing about getting involved in something like government work, um, as someone who has served uh, with honor in, in multiple uniforms, now going into our little extension of the executive branch, what would you tell them? as far as uh, something to either get them off that fence one way or the other? Yeah, so I would recommend that, um, just like what Nick was talking about a minute ago, um, volunteering for board service. Um, you know, throughout my career, I've served on several boards, and um, the experience of the organization of a board and the, um, you know, the group decision-making process prepares you for that. And then, you know, whatever level of government you're interested in, attend those meetings and uh, um, not just read what's reported in the media, but attend the meetings and understand what the issues are and how people are debating those issues. And I think that best prepares you to answer the question of whether it's right for you or not. And then if it is right for you, then throw your name in the hat. Go all in. Yep. <laughs> all right. Commissioners, thank you so much. Uh, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show this morning, taking the time uh, out of out of your busy schedules to be with us. And uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks, thanks Lloyd. Boy. Be appreciate safe it. on those roads oh, out there. Oh, yes, sir. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan Hawks Junior Hockey Club is receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. February is all about love, and you are going to love this deal. When you buy a new used car from Sheridan Honda, you'll get a $100 gift card to Frackleton's. Oh, wow. Long gone are chocolates and flowers. Now it's a new car and fancy dinner. <laughs> That's right. Sheridan Honda has lots of cars that are single and ready to mingle. Just stop in or shop online and keep an eye out for our new arrivals on the front page of this week's Country Bounty. Make this Valentine's Day one to remember with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Moss Holder's 18,000 square foot showroom is packed with furniture. So this President's Day weekend, save on every single purchase made at Moss Holder's. For just four days, receive discounts on every sofa and sectional, every bedroom set and mattress, every dining set and every accessory. No matter what room in your home you're looking to update, Moss Holder's has in-stock inventory to accommodate your needs. If you can't find the perfect piece in stock, Moss Holder's has discounts on every single order as well. 
Moss Holders President's Day Sale this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. A favorite classic, the acting company's production of The Three Musketeers, comes to life on the Y.O. stage Sunday, February 26th at 4 p.m. Set against the backdrop of injustice and chivalry, intrigue and betrayal abound as Athos, Porthos, Aramis, and D'Artagnan fight for justice with swagger, style, and swordplay against the underhanded Cardinal and his minions. Tickets for The Three Musketeers, available now at the Y.O. box office or online at yotheater.com. There's lots of fish under that ice just waiting for you, and they can be worth some cash. Get your rods and reels ready for the third annual Rotary Club Ice Fishing Derby at Lake Desmet Saturday, February 25th. You'll have a chance to win the $25,000 grand prize and prizes in four categories. $1,000 for the largest fish, $300 for second place, $200 for third, and $250 tag fish. Tickets available during Derby Day at the lake, also at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports in Sheridan, or online at SheridanRotary.org. And oh, by the way, helicopter rides will be available as well, weather permitting. Sheridan's Rotary Ice Fishing Derby at Lake DeSmet, Saturday, February 25th, brought to you by Tegler & Associates, Sheridan Media, Interior Images, Century 21 BHJ Realty, Precision Excavation, Aaron Waddell, DYT Creative Marketing Solutions, Dawson Megan Power Sales & Associates of Century 21 BHJ Realty, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, Hammer Chevrolet, Elevate Financial, and Wyoming Aviation Association. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B.